0: Folks, welcome to Tales from the Abyss. That was the legendary Iron Maiden, the album, No Prayer for Dying, the song, No Prayer for Dying. Today, we're going to be doing our Friday the 13th franchise review. I think we're going to be covering one and two today. The person that is going to be joining me is no stranger to the show, Adrian Cortez, known as Anarchy. Welcome home. How are you? you.
1: All is good. All is
0: good. good. Good evening. Hope everybody's good. Hope you're doing good, Pat. Doing great, man. I can't complain. Awesome. So, Anarchy, we have uh, Friday the 13th. We're going to be reviewing all like we did with Halloween. And I'm going to start with what I have, because I've been, I've been doing my own research to keep us uh, honest and good in here. And we're going to start with the first one. And you're going to hate me because I'm going to do a little bit more talking than usual. Okay. 1980, produced and directed by Sean S. Cunningham. And he had worked with Wes Craven on The Last House on the Left. And was inspired by John Carpenter and Halloween that was pretty much doesn't matter which is your favorite franchise. Halloween is pretty much the granddaddy of them all. It's the one that got all this slasher, stalker thing started. And the first screenplay was entitled A Long Night at Camp Blood. But Cunningham changed his mind to Friday the 13th. And he went to discover that a movie called Friday the 13th, The Orphan, already existed. They were threatened with a lawsuit and it is unknown how it got solved, but eventually the rest is history. The screenplay was completed by 1979 by Victor Miller, who went on to enjoy success with soap operas afterward. He was also not happy that Jason went on to become the killer in the sequels, because he felt that Jason was dead from the beginning of the movie, and he was a victim, not a villain. Another interesting fact from this movie was the appearance of a young Jason who was added when the lone survivor, Alice, was on the lake. And this was added because legendary makeup designer Tom Savini insisted on having this done, and they went along with it. It's also known that this movie was one of Kevin Bacon's first films. He had a connection to the remaining cast members because they had worked together on soap operas. So they had to give Bacon and the rest of them. They had a good chemistry together, so they gave him a a shot. Also, another interesting fact, Harry Crosby, the son of the legendary Bing Crosby, played Bill on the movie. Estelle Parsons was asked to play the killer, but declined because it was too violent. They sent a script to actor Betsy Palmer, who wanted who wanted nothing to do with it because her previous roles were not of a killer or somebody violent. And this was something that she was definitely not interested in because she felt nobody would buy it and nobody would be into it. She thought the Friday the 13th was a piece of manure, but she did not. Describe it in this word. I'm just keeping it clean in my show. (laughs) But however, guess what? She needed money to buy a car. So she went along with it. And she was paid a $1,000 a day on the set to be on the set. An interesting thing that Betsy Palmer, who played Mrs. Barhees, brought to the scene. She decided, look here, this this is why these actors from back in the day were so convincing. She decided to take the role, right? So she took the script and she envisioned Mrs. Voorhees as a woman in the 60s who had this kid. The father went away. Her parents did not accept the child because back then having a kid out of wedlock was not something that most people, most families experienced. It was something not allowed. So she envisioned this character having to raise this kid by herself, doing the best that she could, and then having to take all these odd jobs to survive. Two campers that were supposed to be keeping an eye on the kids die, uh, let her child die, supposedly while they were having sex. And sex was the one thing that got her into all this trouble and basically destroyed her life. So that's how she envisioned all of this. Actor Walt Gorney was Crazy Ralph. His character was basically written with the intention of telling the campers what was to come. Also to cast doubt that he could be the killer. That was, that was
1: uh, that was very interesting. When when I saw that for the first time
0: when I was a kid, I said, I say that that's the killer. That's the killer. That's what everybody thought. Nope.
1: But um, you know, you know, matter of factly, in my um, in my in my neighborhood back in when I started wrestling, there was a guy who used to ride a bike, looked exactly like him, but a Puerto Rican version of him.
0: And, the he, and he used to tell people... He used uh, to
1: ride the bike. He used to ride the bike. And he, he, he loved wrestling, so he knew who I was. Okay. And then, then I used to, every time I used to, I used to every time I'd see him pass by, I
0: would tell everybody, you're all dude this is just <laughs> cursed. <laughs> and the people used to laugh. Wow. Because they, they remember Friday Okay, so then, Harry Manfredi did the music, and artist Alex, Evil, Ebel did the infamous movie poster. The movie worldwide, it did $60 million. Only the movie Airplane did better for Paramount Studios that year. You remember the movie Airplane? Of course. And that's what I got on part one. You hit me with what you got got into it, and we'll get into a discussion about it.
1: It was very, like, teenagers, you know, and, and, uh, or, you know, like, they were from high school. They looked like they were from high school, you know, and, and all of them were basically, there was a few shy ones. There was a lot of, uh, a lot of testosterone, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And so, they, they, all they really wanted to do was mess around and have fun that, that was it and I remember the, the poor girl that was hitchhiking that she was supposed to be the cook and they were telling her not to go there not to go there she was the one that met Ralph
0: yeah <laughs> Ralph trying to help and, her poor,
1: poor girl never made it to the camp no yeah you know and uh that, that, was, that was the one that I remember the most of that movie and of course Kevin Bacon cause, you know he was
0: uh he was like a star back then, so we all knew who he was. When this Very similar, huh? When this came out, he wasn't. No, no, he wasn't. But but when I I was um like around when well, the first time I saw it, I had already seen Kevin Bacon. Oh, because you was, didn't. Like, okay, because you did. You're talking about seeing this through the perspective of somebody that watched it on video, like I did. Right. Okay. I saw this okay. On HBO when I was a kid. Okay, because I didn't. and I had this. I rented it for three, two dollars. I think it was. Wow, this is from BHS. So, so when
1: I when I got to see this movie, I I recognized Kevin Bacon, very similar to the name on all Street. When I when I recognized Johnny Depp, you know. Yeah. Okay. So that was
0: very coincidental. Um, I remember also the. I think her name was Annie. Yes. Like think The 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 main character, the one that survived. Yes, Adrian 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 King was the name of the actress. Yep. And uh, she chopped off uh, Mrs. Voorhees Pamela Voorhees' head. Yep. And put the sweater on. Oh no, that was the other one. That was from, the, from part two. Oh, that my was God, part that, was two. Part. that was part yeah. two. That was part two. but she chopped the head off, and then I remember when she woke up.
1: In the middle of the lake inside the canoe, and the cop was all the
0: way up, uh, on the on the shore. And when she was looking, the next thing you know, little Jason come, takes her down into, the, come into, in and into grow- the water and grabs her. So I think what happened was that Jason never died, he just had like some kind of deformity or something. And the mama was keeping him away after I don't know, like I don't think he died on that one. I think he died later on, but I don't think he was dead they don't, they don't really blame what really happened. no, they don't explain to you what really happened to like him
1: Right, how,
0: like how he lived yeah, because he came out of that water and he grabbed her and she didn't know, and they made it look like nobody knew. Yeah, the killing was I remember the killing back then they could do some, some very interesting thing. The people really knew what they were doing with all those murders that were going on. It looked like they were being mm-hmm. they were stalking them one after another and just out of nowhere and it was like a mystery and those movies like that with that kind of mystery. I used to love that kind of mystery like that. And isn't it like professional wrestling? Some of this stuff, like you have to bring a veteran around to bring some to make something really come together. Like Absolutely. Some, and that's what happened here with uh, with Miss Bessie Palmer, that she was just such a recognizable actress, and she was so good on everything that she had done, that even though she didn't have any respect for the movie, we're still talking about her today. A lot of people are, yep. based on this movie and not all the other great movies that she did. That I, is, I always love the part where she was
1: on the beach talking to the, the Annie. And she was saying, explaining about Jason and, and, and it was like my sweet innocent Jason. Yeah. But you people, let him drown. And, and she, so she was blaming her, meaning the, the counselors. And then they started fighting and, you know, that was, that was a, a,
0: a woman who was fighting for her child. Yes. Yeah, you she know, was- that she, she lost her mind. Yeah, she was, she was. She was. Yeah, she was insane. But that's that's the one thing that I can come up with. All of this that her the kid never died is all I can think of. Has to be. Hey. I, I remember
1: the, the scariest, um, the scariest kill for me in that movie was was Kevin Bacon when when he was on the bed and like I, she grabbed like the forehead.
0: Yeah. And and, the and you jabbed them through the neck. To the neck. You know, backwards. You, you saw the knife come up through the neck. That was a chest. I don't even remember what. That hmm. was scary. The scariest ones for me was when, when uh, the person was in that, in that shooting range. Oh, yeah. With the arrows. With yeah. the arrows. of girl. Yeah, that was insane to me. That was yeah. that was just. But what a. I mean, this is the one that's, that. The. Uh, Pretty much, that was the the only one that could rival back then, Halloween. This was the one. They had a lot of good ones around this one. They, they basically, they were not playing with this one. They wanted to rival that one. So you want to move towards uh, Friday the 13th, part two. Well, let's go. Go for part two. Directed by Steve Miner. His first time as a director. And this was supposed to be an anthology film of Friday the 13th, part one. About the superstition behind that per- particular day. But the pop- the popular and well-received ending of the first one and the fan base made them change their mind. And they made it a sequel. It is said that uh, it was said five years After the first one and the Motion Picture Association of America had a uh, an opposition to this film. And they had to change a lot of scenes and made some cuts so the movie could get an R rating. Adrienne King said said to only be interested in a small role because she said fans or she had a. Particular fan who was obsessed with her and was following her based on the uh the popularity of the first film, but during the documentary it came out that her agent wanted more money and the studio was not willing to give them the money. It opened up in May nineteen ninety one, nineteen eighty-one, I'm sorry. Opening weekend was six point five million dollars. It ended up grossing 21.7 million on a budget of 1.25 million dollars. It was the highest-grossing horror film of 1981. Ah, wow! It took on it, it took on the Omen Part Three, Evil Dead, which is a great movie, The Howling, which was very good, My Bloody Valentine, which I loved that movie. Happy Birthday to Me, which I don't know about. I have to research that one. I've never heard of that. I've probably seen it and I don't remember. Graduation Day. I remember that one. The Burning and one of the all-time favorites of this here show, Halloween 2. That's crazy. Wow. But Halloween 2, of course, they didn't give it any love because everybody hated it, including the people that were working on it. So Jason Voorhees was played by... A young Jerry Sunborn, he was played by Warrington Gillette. And the older Jason on that movie was played by Stephen, by Steve Dash. I met him at a horror convention. Unfortunately, Mr. Dash passed away in 2018. May he rest in peace. But that's basically what I, uh, well, I researched on this, uh, on this, uh, on, uh, on this movie. Okay.
1: I, I really enjoyed uh, this uh, this uh, um, second one. You know, the second one was very good. Um, but what I didn't like about it, they, they, hip, they had him like a hillbilly. He had
0: the <laughs> side and the face. Well, that's all he had to know. steal. That's all yeah, he had.
1: Yeah, you know, so the third one, the trademark hockey match, but um, but it was good. It was good. You know, the scary part for me that creeped me out was uh remember the the, the lady that had the the little um, dog.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And she
1: she had the dog. You know, they they, they had a thing for for bringing in good looking women. And I remember the girl who had the dog. Very good looking
0: woman. Yeah, because that was what and those then, movies, basically, they had that premise of the young campers that were attractive and... Right. And I, I never forget when they, when they,
1: uh, when that girl with the dog, the, the dog came, the dog came in and Jason came down and grabbed her and took her away. I never forget that. I think that <laughs> was like at the end of the movie. Yeah. But, um, uh, that also
0: freaked me out was the very beginning, how they killed off Annie. You know, that's that's why. She was, she, yeah, she was in her house. Yep. And she opened up the refrigerator
1: and saw the head of the head of her mother of of of, of Jason Voorhees' mother, and she screamed, and then Jason put a screwdriver to her temple. Yep. I never I never
0: forget that. I. I saw that when I was a little kid, and I haven't seen it again, and I, and I can still see it right now. Imagine you, that. I just watched it the other day, but that was the reason why they wanted a bigger role for her in the second one. But she wanted too much money, and they were like, "Nope, you're gonna get it. That. You're gonna get it fast. And here's your, your two thousand dollars. <laughs> Take care. See you later." Wow, the great great movie. I I really enjoyed that part when they're all in the camp. At the beginning, in this camp uh, counselor instructor, he's there. The, the 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 guy is there talking to them about what had transpired in that camp Crystal yep. years ago. Yep, I thought that was special the way they did that. It was really. Yep, I remember that one. Because good horror, that, you do it that, simple. That theme of him
1: explaining actually survived many others because it came out many times that scene. Yeah. In the other Friday the Thirteenth.
0: Yes, it did. I, yeah.
1: I remember um, the the poor guy in the wheelchair. I never forget that. How, how did he manage to in the rain get that? That it was a machete, I think it was that they
0: put him through his head. Yep. He was going, he was going down the step without without falling. That was that was wild. They also made him like like they say he's the poster child of the, the kill that you're supposed to feel sorry for in all the horror movies. Right in all the slasher man. movies. And they killed him. Yep. Dead, dead as can be. So here we go. <laughs> here we go with uh Friday the thirteenth, part three. It was released one year later, nineteen eighty-two, directed by Steve minor and it was produced by Frank Mancuso Jr. Starring Dana Kimmel and Richard Brooker. It's the third installment. It was done on 3D. This one, the theat- released in 3D and it is the only film of the series that was released in that format. Let me see what else I can get here on it. The plot, of course, is the night before. And it, part three, the draft is by Amy Steele. The casting, based on looks rather than talent, was what they were after on this one. That's what. That's what maybe. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They they might have dropped the uh they dropped the ball with some of that stuff, unfortunately. But the 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 bikers in it, the gang of bikers basically stole the show with their nonsense while they were hunting down all these people. The guy with the Volkswagen. Yep. This was supposed to be, the movie was supposed to be in ranch or they, they shot in a location, Ranch, Saugus, California. It was the first film of the series not to be shot on the East Coast. Mm. So, so, yeah, the music was also done by Harry Manfredini. And it was released theatrically in the United States on Friday, August the 13th, 1982. On 1,000 screens. 813 of the screens were on 3D. Yep, I remember. remember
1: that. Wow. You know, um, I remember from part two. The end of part two was the, was the beginning of part three. Uh, I never forget how I think her name was Ginny. The the, the the one from part two, the one that survived. Yeah, she she ran into the barn where Jason had his like like the whole um like he had this altar. And it had his mother's head there and the sweater. You know, and this lady screamed when she saw the altar with the remains of, of his of Jason's mother mm-hmm. and she puts on the sweater and hides the hair behind the inside the sweater and she starts talking to Jason. And she starts he, he's like gonna attack her, but she starts acting like it, she's the mother. And she's telling him, like, you're a good boy. She, you're a good boy, And So he starts being his mother, and he kneels down to her, and then she ends up clobbering him with with uh, the with, with the machete. I never forget that. You know, she she got away with it, but um,
0: she was. That do you remember
1: was, what? Oh, uh uh-huh. Do you remember what happened to her? In part three? Did anything
0: happen to her? No, I think she walked away in a paramedics or something, took her away. Yeah, she, she actually survived. Yeah. She never came back. No. Huh, when you come back, that <laughs> thing happened to me. I moved to Australia. So she, she,
1: she did good. She survived. So I, this part three, I, I never forget, was, was uh, when Jason
0: finally had his, found his mask. This you was know, it. He discovered yeah. it. Yep. This was um, it. It was the guy, the the the, the, the dude, the, the fat guy. That he was always joking around and doing pranks, acting like if he was dead. Yeah. And everybody, everybody get scared. And he was he would laugh at their reaction, until one day he really was dying, <sighs> and and they didn't believe him. They thought <laughs> that he was joking around. Yeah, they thought he was a clown. Yeah. That's how Jason and, got his and, mask. And he got it from him because that, that kid wore the mask. Yep.
1: And I remember when Jason put the mask on for the first time and then he used the the harpoon and shot the harpoon into the, into the eye of, of the guy. Of the guy. That's right. That's right. And, and I remember also oh, it was a guy or a girl. I, I, I think it was a girl probably. She took the harpoon in the eye and went into the water. And then there was another one where where Stiff, This was a three D movie. He grabbed a guy instead of squeezing his head. Remember, remember Crush from of Demolition. Yep, yep. So Crush, when when he became a baby face, he had a move. He used to grab, his, he used to grab like the opponent's head sideways and just squeeze him. Uh-huh. hit them down and squeeze him. So Jason did that, but of course it's a movie and he crushed the guy's head.
0: And the eyeball was popping like right out the screen. Yeah, and that like, was from the 3D. Uh huh. Like two, I never forget that. Yeah, it's like ping pong balls. They snap right out. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was that was it. That was it. How about um, Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter? They didn't call this one Part Four. They just wanted to call this one the the final chapter. The final chapter. 1984. But, but I, but I
1: I enjoyed the ending of part three because they showed Jason's face, the
0: deformities yeah. of the face as an adult. A yeah. lot in this one. Yeah, he was. He I remember that he was a big they boy.
1: Hung him. Mm-hmm. Remember they they had hung him. Yeah, they hung him. Yeah. The, and then um, after they hung him, they they put a, the, the the
0: axe to his head. Remember when they, they put the axe right through his head? Yeah, that was the first the, one of the... Well, I think that's the second big scar that he was bound to have in his in his face. Yeah, and then
1: that's
0: when he died, and then so part four came along. Part four has a, an incredible beginning. It was 1984, directed by Joseph Sito. In this one, Tom Savini comes back. Because he worked on the first one, and he wanted to help kill off Jason, who he helped to create. It was scheduled to release in October, but it was pushed to April 13, 1984. I'm pretty sure it was Friday the 13th on April, maybe, or something like that. Doesn't actually tell me anything about it. Despite being the final film, it 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 was so successful that it actually got another another. Follow up of course that we're gonna be covering. It brought in thirty three million dollars on a budget of two point two million. In this one, basically the plot was very simple. The night after the events, police clean up the grounds and Jason Voorhees' body, believed to be dead, is taken to a morgue. At the hospital, Jason revives and escapes from the from the cold storage, murdering a, a coronel. Axel Burns with a hacksaw. Apparently, one of those one of those hacksaws that they used to cut body parts and stuff. Yep. And then the teens arrive, and Tommy, who is uh who is basically Tommy, does the um, the special effects stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, well, and he that's is uh, Cory Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman, that is in one of my favorite movies, The Lost Boys. The Lost Boys. And he has an obsession with this ordeal which pretty much creates the problem when Tommy takes a machete at the end and strikes it on the side of his, of, the, of his head, causing him to collapse to the floor and split his head up on impact. When Tommy noticed that Jason's fingers are slightly moving, he continued to hex his body screaming, die, die, while they try to stop him. And at the hospital, when Tommy is rushed in, he just pretty much just gives, gives the sister a hug, and it ends with him staring at the camera, and I was, I was under the impression that he was going to be the next Jason or something because he had gone right. crazy like they did with, uh, with Danielle Harris's in a role in uh, a in Halloween. Halloween that's what I thought they were and going to do a, with this. And it was the fourth installment. What a, what a, <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought they were going to do with it, but they decided that they were not going to go in that direction. And from there, we move to. Don't know. Yeah. Do we? Do we all remember um, the movie uh, Back to the Future? Yeah. Another remember George McFly? Yeah. George McFly was actually one of the victims. Of of in this in this one in
1: in the, in the final chapter. Yeah.
0: No, I don't remember that. You got me with that one.
1: The, when they were like driving towards the towards the camp uh-huh. and and there was the two guys that were joking around and he was like the skinny guy was like talking about uh, he was talking about um, oh my computer says this my computer says that but in reality it was really not a computer it was just a opinion you know it was, it was
0: fake and oh. he kept telling them Oh, the computer says you're a dead f. Oh know? yeah, yeah, I remember him. So okay, so the, 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 the guy that was with him that he was talking to it was the white
1: guy. That was George McFly. That was the one said George McFly. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm gonna have. And he to... was the one. He was the one that. I think that the how how did he die? Uh, I think uh. What is uh, I forgot how he died. I know
0: he I think he took a machete like halfway across his face. I think that's what happened. That's now. what I think he cut his face in half. Now I remember the guy. Yeah. Okay, so oh, it was the
1: corkscrew guy. I remember that one. He was like the corkscrew and and so Jason put the corkscrew right through his hand
0: and then he came and he then he he put he put the machete to his face. That's what happened. He caught him twice.
1: Yeah, yep. Wow. So that was that was the one that did, uh, he
0: played George Floyd. You ever notice how Jason is like a zombie that doesn't kill people? I mean, that doesn't eat people. He just kills them. Right. Yeah, like we never see him eat anything. But he got big in no. that swamp. He must have been eating something because he got big later on in this series in that swamp. Right, he was. He wasn't skipping no meals. I don't know what the hell he was eating. Snakes or (laughs) whatever he wanted because he was pretty much the the king of the jungle in that swamp. Yep. Then we move into Friday. And and, and what
1: what part was funny when
0: they went skinny dipping. Yeah. And and, and so so,
1: uh, Tommy's sister turned Tommy around. And then so when they drove back home little
0: Tommy was like some pack of (laughs) Patoosies. I remember that. that. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, my God. So then we move into Friday the 13th, a new beginning, 1985. This one, of course, is the reason being that the the last one was going to be the end, but it did so well that... I mean, I imagine they put $2 million into something and get 30 back. They have to come pretty much come back. That's why I don't believe that Halloween is going to come to an end when they do Halloween kill because they're making too much money out of those things. It was said, oh, yeah. it was said years after the events of the final chapter and this one follows the plot of Tommy Jarvis who still suffered from nightmares of mass murderer Jason Voorhees who he killed as a child and is institutionalized in a halfway house near Crystal Lake from all places that they had to send him. All those people always go to the loony house that is near the, uh, where the killer is at. And Tony faces fears when a new hockey mask killer begins another series of violent murders. A new beginning features a high number of on screen murders aside from his gore and violence. The film has also become too known for his explicit nudity and sex scenes, as well as frequent drug use. Yeah, by then they were starting to push into the drug use on this movie. Let me see what else I, Yeah, it was shot in California. This one, they stayed away from the East Coast on this one. 1984 on a budget of $2.2 million. It was released March the 22nd, 1985. And it grossed $22 million at the box office. Wow. The, there was, this film was initially going to set up a new trilogy of films with a different billing for the series... Yeah. After a disappointing reception, the fans decline in the box office receipt from Parsley and Pine in the, the the final chapter, and they decided that they had to bring Jason Voorhees back for the next installment Jason Lives and and has been a main antagonist of the series ever since. Wow, they wanted to get rid of the their, their bread and butter. Yeah. But Oh boy. Burn. Yep, he was he was the killer in this one. I remember that um, because what happened was
1: that Roy was a paramedic, mm-hmm. and so it's in the halfway house, right, they had like like people that had problems, you know. Mm-hmm. And so one of the guys he was really upset chopping wood, chopping wood, and then there was a the, the, there was the guy the, the, the fat guy, um Joey. And Joey was was like very innocent
0: and he was sharing chocolate. Like, mm. you know? Yeah. And so he was he was telling the guy,
1: um, here, this is the chocolate for you. So whatever, whatever. And then so the, the guy was so upset he kept telling him, Leave me alone, leave me alone. And he chopped Joey's candy bar and Joey got upset. And well, if you don't if you don't want to be right in front or whatever, you can forget it. Just forget it. When he turned around, the guy just chopped him up in the pit. You know. Indeed. So they arrested the guy. But when the when the paramedics came, um, they showed the body. And when they saw the body, one of the one of the paramedics was looking very. Strangely, like like surprised at, at, at the at the victim, mm-hmm. and then he had the then he had the face, you know, like like he was upset, like he was very upset mm-hmm. about that victim's death. So then Jason came back. Jason started killing people all over the, you know, this halfway house. Um, one one good one. Was uh, one of the, act- the actors that
0: made me laugh in this movie was Reggie the Wreck. If you remember that little black boy, yeah, yeah, Ressie yeah, the he, Wreck. Was, he was funny He was, he was the grandson of he was the grandson of the cook. Uh huh. Different strokes, yeah. That was his, his 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 I think he appeared in different strokes more than one. Yeah, he was he was on the show all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I forgot the character that he played there. But um but that movie was funny. That that, that
1: was him uh I remember I remember the uh in this movie, like the way the kill the kills are crazy in this movie.
0: Oh it has a like, lot of killing. Like,
1: yeah, cause he he took the guy, the, the the two the two that were always fooling around, you know, they they, they were like in the middle of, of a of a forest and they were doing it, you know, and then then I remember like he went to to go take a leak, and she stayed sleeping. When she opened her, when she opened her eyes, she saw like these big uh, hedge clippers. And they went right into her eyes and snapped it, you know? Mm -hmm. And and then so when the boyfriend came back, she was like sleeping sideways. So he goes up to her and he turns her around. When he looks, her eyes are, you know, just destroyed. So he he gets so scared, he he um gets behind it. He he gets that he bumps into the tree and next thing you know, like Jason threw the a belt Across the eyes of the guy, all the way across, and then put a put a stick through the through the hoop, and just started twisting it and twisting it until his uh, until the leather of the belt went right into like it dug into his brain into his eyes and killed the guy. Never forget that. That was a, a crazy kill that he did. And um, also, I remember uh, there was a guy. He had a big. had a stutter, and he was interested in one of the girls, and uh, he
0: ended up dying. I thought that he was like, like you said, like he was the one
1: that you think that wouldn't die because like,
0: it was a fad. Yeah, yeah. That hey. he was a, you know, he was always rejected. You know, uh-huh. didn't forget that part. The, um, a- the actor that we were uh, that we were talking that we were referring to, his name is. Shabar Ross. And he was born in the South Bronx, New York, United States. He's an actor, film director, screenwriter, film producer, editor, photographer, author, and entrepreneur. Wow. That's Reggie the That is him. Yes, sir. Shabar Ross. Wow. Wow. And and he plays Dudley. If I'm not mistaken, that was the name of his name was Dudley in in Stroke. Yep. Not Yeah, Dudley jo- Dudley Johnson was his name. Yep. There you go. Yeah, I remember. That is crazy.
1: <laughs> what a memory.
0: What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and so, so the, the whole
1: thing was at the very end after after Jason fights Tommy and Tommy um knocks him down and he falls onto some fight um. The mask comes off, and when they look at him, you can see that it was, that it was all, the, the guy had a, had a mask on, mm-hmm. covering up his hair, and you could see his face. So when they went to his wallet, it had his ID, and it was Roy Burns. It was a paramedic. Joey was the son. The one that got cut up by that guy?
0: Yep was his son was his son and that's why he had gone crazy and started all that murdering yes that's insane. and
1: then so so um but also in in this movie like Corey Feldman was there, there was a Corey Feldman came out I think in, 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 the, in some parts of the movie when you know and I don't know if it was in a dream or whatever it was the thing, the thing was about this movie, this is, this is something that you probably don't know. You know that Corey Feldman, in, in reality, is before the Harvey Weinstein situation ever came out, you know that that uh, Corey Feldman was talking about um, uh, a lot of pedophiles in,
0: in Hollywood. He was, he was, yes, yes, yes. And you remember he was talking about that, that he, he said he was going to name, like, People. Yep.
1: And one of the persons that he named was actually in this movie.
0: well yeah, yeah, I imagine so. Him and Corey Haim had also named, and I think the fact that they were heavy drug users, people didn't take them serious. Is what I think. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But Corey Feldman
1: um, was was sexually molested by one of the guys. And that guy is actually in the movie of Friday
0: the 13th Part 5. No, I don't think I ever heard that. But I have seen a documentary with Corey where he was talking about all of this. And, well, I guess he's, you know. The fact that, that if he used drugs, they're always going to uh, blame it for that. And you have seen how so many people have gone down in Hollywood for that. And there's so many others. Absolutely. And I hope they do. Listen, we're not going to yep. cover... Um, we're not going to cover anything else in the series, but we have a little bit of time to kill, and I want you to tell me anything that you have on those UFO sightings, and this is serious. I do a lot of joking and stuff, and sometimes it's hard because you know the character of Pablo Rojo, he wears a red mask, and... But I bring a lot of serious guests. And when it comes to this, we do a review because I always have a love with, with horror as well as you. And we cover the horror movies and we enjoy ourselves. But when it comes to this other kind of stuff, that's when I get serious with it. So we're going to have a part two of this where we're going to do the um, the rest of the, of the Friday the 13 movies. But you were going to tell me a story of uh, some UFOs. You want me to say it's, it's kinda long. Oh, to it? It's kind of long. Oh, it's long? Yeah, because we got probably like seven minutes, so I don't want to take that time away from you. Yeah, um, yeah, no, no. <sighs> this is going to probably take um, a, a one, one program. Trump. Wow. Wow. You know, this must really be good, what you got.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it's a lot. It's a lot of information, and it's all real, 100% real. Like, if, if it happens to me,
0: it's real, because I would not say anything that's not real. No, that's why I would so, definitely have you talk to me about it. Either. Yes, trust me, trust me. We need to do it, because
1: um, you're going to be, you're going to get goosebumps from this one. Just me thinking about it gives me, uh, I, do, you, do you know who Jorge Martín is?
0: No, I do not. All right, in Puerto Rico, there's, in, in the supermarket, they sell, like, these UFO magazines right you ever see, you ever seen them no I've never been there for for that
1: okay so I'm gonna send you some pictures mm-hmm. of, of the magazine and and so
0: the, the editor his name is is Jorge Martin like George Martin like George Martin uh-huh right and so he he's an investigator is he's, he's a UFO investigator in Puerto Rico he's one of the most famous ones. And so he talks to everyone and people give them give him his their experiences. And he just and he um
1: changes their name but he tells the story. You know? And this man interviewed me and my ex girlfriend back in two thousand seventeen for right when after Hurricane Maria. So he, he interviewed us about our experiences. I had, I had a, few, a few experiences here in my house where I'm living in right now, in
0: Rincón. But also, I had an experience in Vega Baja back in 2014. In any of those places. But I remember that when I was a young man, I went fishing once in the island of Puerto Rico. And that's my only time ever witnessing a, an unidentified flying object. Wow. But we got to talk about that. Yeah, because, um, but but I believe that maybe it has something to do with a military base. Were you near a military base when this took place? Yeah. Okay, so that's probably yeah. something that has to do with that. They have some kind of technology or yep. so, or they had some, you know, maybe, I believe they could be being monitored by, by other forces. Definitely, I do what? know that we're not alone. No, of course not. We're not alone. Mm-mm. You know we gotta keep it in mind for 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 one whole um episode. For an num- yeah, and you, he, and you have to get me some information on this man. What would you what you said his name was again? Let me write it down so I can keep it in. mind. Like George, but uh-huh. with a with a J. Uh huh. Jorge. Like uh huh. Jorge Martin. Jorge Martin. Okay. That's his name. He's I. And I'm on his um. And, and he he has uh, he throws out a lot of the stories there. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check this man out because I really want to get to the bottom of what's going on with that in there because there's a lot of smoke coming out of that camp too. And remember when oh, the yeah. uh, remember when the uh, chupacabra? There was this creature that um, basically was creating havoc in in more than one place. A lot of people don't know that, but he was in northern Mexico. He was in parts of Central America. In yep. South America and all the animals that were dead had a distinctive three dots in the back. Yeah. And one of the in the back side. Yep. That is what they believed the animal was using to suck the blood. And let's be honest, unless you had a a, a an anaconda that was missing a tooth, it was impossible <laughs> that it was too much coincidence that it was the same anaconda or different anaconda that were missing a tooth on that specific uh month when all this was taking place and once the government and everything started breaking with all the news you haven't heard from this creature ever since wow i mean i don't know have you i haven't heard anything from that creature ever since
1: i i, I haven't heard anything so not 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 just the the whole thing then in puerto rico it changed from from the chupacabras to
0: to the uh, gargoyle oh to a gargoyle that was that was around yeah, now, now, now they're talking about cargo, but they've been talking about cargo for the past twenty years already. Okay, what well is probably the same creature? Who knows? I don't know. It, it, and, and it's in Guanica,
1: in the, in
0: the pueblo de Guanica. Wow. Yeah, so, well, well, we're definitely. I don't know. There's a lot of things. Puerto Rico
1: has a lot of things,
0: you are, know, that are going on down there. Yeah, yeah, wow. a lot of creepiness going on. Wow. so definitely that's uh, that's something we got to talk about because trust me when you when you hear the stories that I'm gonna tell you you're gonna probably leave the light on in your house for a while no I don't think <laughs> so. I think we're poor with this 2020 uh pandemic <laughs> 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 I, can't, I can't afford a heater I'm gonna afford uh, uh keeping the lights on no i think i gotta I got a few uh, weapons unless it's something that I can't take with a weapon I guess I'll be I'll be screwed, but I don't think they're coming for me. The the aliens. Well, well, the the
1: the information. I'm dying to like do the program because you're gonna. It's
0: just something that I I needed to share with people. No, you you trust me. You you definitely do, Adrian. uh, Send, send us home. Tell your fans or whatever, and our fans and all the people that support us uh, so we can, we can start wrapping this up. And we'll definitely have to come back for part two of the Friday the 13th series. Yeah, th- th- this Friday the 13th is, is a lot. A lot of uh, episodes. So a lot. That's why I tell you, we're not going to cover them all. We're not going to rush it. Yeah, we're going to probably, yeah, probably do four at a time because it's too many. Too many. But um, definitely one of my favorites. I used to draw Jason when I was a child. For many years, and my father used to be like, "Oh my God, this, my son is has issues because <laughs> I used to draw." And I still have those drawings. Wow. Uh, yeah, like hopefully I'll go into my drawings and I'll, I'll take pictures. I used to make comic books of, of Friday the Thirteenth, and I and I know where they are, so I'll take pictures. And these no, I definitely, I definitely, uh-huh. definitely want to do a big, big episode, uh, or take a lot of time when we get to my favorite uh, Friday the Thirteenth movie because I definitely want to go. Deep into that one. Which one is that one? Part seven. Wow, that's the, the 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 telekinetic girl that messes yeah, exactly. him up, that's and it's Kane cane harder uh, as the uh, as the Jason, and it's that's the that's nastiest that's Jason ever, and it's just yeah. like like he found some kind of toxic waste that gave him superpowers in the in the, the lake or something that he just. I mean, he had, he had muscles on top of muscle. He had maggots falling out of his mouth when he talked. It was nasty. Not when he talked, yeah, but remember. when he moved his jaw. This, this one, what, what was it called? The new, the new Blood. The New Blood. Yeah. Bar 7. The New Blood. I, I really enjoyed that one. I saw this one in the movie. I Me too. That Me too. I saw it in the movie theater. Yeah, yeah.
1: That was, that was really cool. Um... So definitely, that's one of my favorites
0: too. I, yeah. I enjoy that one. I, I I enjoy Part Six as well. Jason Live. I enjoyed both of them. That's the next one that we're so, gonna be talking. Opening the next, the next uh, yeah. review show with. Yeah. So, you know, w- one thing was Jason. I used
1: to draw him a lot, and so I always use Jason like cutting up people and doing some crazy stuff. And and so the thing was that since I used to draw since I was a child. Mm-hmm. Like they took me to a psychologist because I was drawing that
0: stuff. And they used to think that I was that something was going on in my house. <laughs> I was like, What? I'm a fan of, of of gore, of these horror movies. That's what it is. Yeah. And then they understood like, oh, that's what it is. I'm
1: a big fan of Michael Myers, of Jason, Freddie, Chucky, you know, <laughs> at that time. And Maniac Cop, all those
0: things. Though. Oh, That's my thing, Maniac Cop. Don't even get me started yeah. with Maniac Cop. And I
1: showed them that I had the Pangoria magazine. And they saw all that, and they just think,
0: okay, they let it go. They gave you a my pass.
1: Father, yeah, my father was, was worried. He was like, oh, my God, what is happening? They thought that I was going to
0: become like a serial killer or something. And oh, my be- gosh. And you became a professional wrestler. And I became a
1: professional wrestler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so, uh, I, I, have, I always have fun talking to you. This is great. I, I, I'm enjoying these, these uh, programs. No, we're, we're having a good time. Like I said, we're having a good time. Like I said, sometimes I got to mix it up and keep it serious. And then we have to do uh, some other stuff on this show. I'm I'm penciling in three people to do... Uh, it a three or four. Four people that I have in mind to do something, an hour of a wrestling talk. And if those people turn me down, then it's over. But if they do, then that'll be the only time that I'll ever do any wrestling conversations on a podcast, ever. Well, with me, you can do
1: any kind of wrestling. I'm a historian when it comes to
0: wrestling. So when it comes to wrestling? Yeah, you definitely love talking to me when it comes to wrestling. Because I, I know so much. It's crazy. because I, I am. believe the old days. I have three people and then I'm walking away from it and I'm just concentrating on what we're doing. But for the great Adrian Cortez, Adrian, just say bye to everybody so we can wrap this up because all right.
1: So everybody, thank you for listening and uh, thanks for uh, for just paying attention and, and, and tuning into this podcast because I'm having a lot of fun. is having a lot of fun and I hope that you guys are having a lot of fun too.
0: so peace out. God bless you all, and take care, and happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, folks. (laughs) Folks, let me pay the bills. Like I said, we don't have a specific sponsor, but I always recommend all of our listeners in this show to please subscribe and follow us. And if you're looking for any collectible items, any collectible items that have to do with horror, whatever is a t-shirt, an action figure, et cetera, et cetera, houseofmysterioussecrets.com. They had their their page was down the other day, but now it's back up and running, and these people, they will take care of you. They know service. You are more than just your order number with them. They are incredible when it comes to customer service, and I highly recommend houseofmysterioussecrets.com. So I am Pablo Rojo signing off until the next episode. May all of you have a safe and wonderful Halloween.